This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. So we're going to talk about frontline workers. And I don't know about you, but I have certainly been stopping at 7 o'clock every evening and making some noise. And it seems like that noise is getting a lot louder. Some support from people in a lot of neighborhoods around Metro Vancouver. Of course, that doesn't actually keep them safe, but hopefully it provides some comfort to show that, yes, we are behind you and we appreciate everything you are doing. Well, a group of registered nurses has now written an open letter to the Prime Minister as well as to BC Premier John Horgan calling on improvements to the response to COVID-19. And again, the registered nurses from several different hospitals have all signed this letter. One is Will Offley, a registered nurse at Vancouver General Hospital. And Will joins me on the line now to talk a little bit more about this. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, first, uh, thank you as well for being a frontline worker and for doing this uh, during this incredibly difficult and unprecedented time. Uh, how are things right now working in the healthcare system? Um, I can't say. I work part time, and I uh, was last in to work uh, midweek last week. So I do not know until I go back to work tomorrow night how that situation has changed, and I expect it's going to be very fluid uh, and something that exists. Uh, at one point in time is not necessarily going to be the case uh, a week down the road. Uh, when I was working there uh, last week, it was extremely quiet, but I think that's uh, entirely attributable to um, the hospital basically hunkering down, clearing the decks, and getting ready for uh, for what is going to be a uh, rapid increase in the number of cases coming in the door. Are you hearing at all from other nurses or other healthcare workers about mm-hmm. what things are like or what you'll be returning to when you go back tomorrow? Um, there's, uh, just going by social media, there's, there's clearly an increase in cases, but I, I would be hesitant to generalize on how much and how many, uh, um, I, I think I'll find out uh, tomorrow night in, in terms of Vancouver General. All right. The letter itself uh, that, again, was written to the Prime Minister and to the Premier uh, starts off by saying, as frontline BC nurses, we want to join our voices with Royal Columbian doctors, uh, expressing our alarm at the insufficient and slow response of the federal and provincial governments to the current spread of uh, uh, the coronavirus. Uh, what specifically uh, are you talking about, or do you think the nurses are talking about there, that, that makes up the insufficient and slow response? Well, there are a number of areas. I mean, there have been uh, clearly over the last week has been significant progress in terms of uh, people getting the message around the necessary. Uh, I don't like the um, necessity for physically distancing themselves. I don't like the phrase social distancing because I think socially we need to come together. But of keeping a physical distance, staying at home, doing all the things that uh, that has uh, been uh, sort of uh, spread around uh, pr- pretty clearly over the last week. Um, there, there's been all sorts of measures announced uh, in terms of states of emergency and specific uh, programs uh, coming out of that provincially and federally. So it's not as if nothing has been happening. But the problem uh, the letter hopes to address, uh, along with the doctor's letter, is the, that there still seem to be areas where there are enormous gaps uh, that are just absolutely inconsistent with either uh, physical distancing, social distancing, or just basic infection control. Um, one of them is uh, the uh, refusal to, or more likely the inability to, do mass testing. Because all of the things we see um, basically are 
uh, indeterminate figures. I mean, because until we get to a, a point where it's possible to do mass testing, and especially mass testing of clusters or outbreaks, uh, there's, there's no way of having a precise idea how rapidly it's spreading, where it's spreading, and what, sort of what the rate of increase is. So I don't know whether that's a lack of, uh, of uh, viral swabs. I don't know if that's a lack of lab testing capacity. I don't know specifically what's being done to uh, to ad- address those uh, two big gaps. But that's that's one very important uh, point that ne- certainly needs to be clarified and, and to be worked on. At this point, I would imagine, because we've seen in the health authorities, uh, at least Vancouver Coastal Health uh, has stopped all visitors, uh, unless it's an exceptional case of, say, coming into, say, if somebody's at end of life. Uh, by stopping all visitors, then, are, are there the supplies then that I would imagine the frontline healthcare workers would treat everybody as if they have it? Are there the supplies to then protect healthcare workers? Uh, I right now, or as of the last time I worked, I have seen no problems in terms of shortages. Um, I do not know what the overall situation is. So, um, certainly looking at the situation in the states, I mean, if this thing ramps up uh, as much as it certainly seems still to have the the possibility of doing, then that is going to be a very real concern. And uh, that's that's um, for us on the front line. That's the one of the biggest concerns is, are there going to be enough uh, masks? Are there going to be enough N95s? Are there going to be enough uh, isolation gowns? Are there going to be enough ventilators? Uh, you know, we, we don't really know what sort of reserves there are. And uh, and those are going to be critical to being able to, to both deal with the situation and to deal with it safely. Uh, the letter goes on to say that it calls for a mandatory shutdown of every workplace except those deemed essential. Uh, we have seen that in other provinces. It varies from province to province, so what businesses are on that list and what aren't. Uh, would you like to see then uh, businesses, uh, again, us to follow the lead of the provinces that have done that? Absolutely. And uh, that, um, that's one of the areas that should be Mandatory. I mean, like uh, you look at the the way the uh, economy of British Columbia is structured. There, there are areas that are clearly at extremely high risk for being uh, a sort of vectors where the the disease can be transmitted, not just to their community but all over the place. And particularly construction camps, like whether it's uh, Kitimat, whether it's uh, Coastal Gas Link, whether it's Trans Mountain, whether it's uh, the tech uh, tech coal mines up in the uh, up in the uh, interior. Um, these have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mostly transient workers who will come in, work for 10 days, 14 days, and then fly back to their communities, which may be in BC or maybe elsewhere in Canada. And it's just a situation that's right. I mean, it's sort of like a, a cruise ship, but with people rotating in and out on a, on a biweekly basis. And uh, I, I think it's absolutely essential to have a consistent uh, policy of trying to contain this pandemic, that these uh, work sites be shut down, except for the absolutely essential maintenance per- personnel, because we already have a situation where there's 16, as of last week, and we were 16 workers at the at Site C who were uh, in isolation for COVID-like uh, symptoms. I don't know what the test results have shown, and the, the risk is just enormous there. And, and you're also talking about, and again, that's, I suppose, good news that as far as supply of medical supplies right now, you're not seeing any any shortage. Uh, but this whole issue of even then, if we went to a stage of shutting down uh, non-essential businesses and whatever that list might look like in BC, uh, telling people to, to physically distance and making it possible for people to physically distance uh, can be two very different things. 
Well, absolutely. And certainly, uh, I mean, <laughs> we can raise the, uh, we can raise the uh, problem. I mean, but we definitely, uh, getting all the answers is going to be something that is going to have to involve a whole bunch of people putting their heads together. But I'm part of it is like, there are poor people in the society. There are people that do not have financial means There are people that are just uh, financially going to be forced to go to work uh, if they still have work. And, and until such time as they can be guaranteed provision of food, provision of medications, provision of all the uh, minimal necessities of life, People are going to be driven to continue going out of the home and going to work and the entire thing. So, like, it's, it's not just enough that we shut down uh, workplaces, although uh, essential as that may be, uh, but that, that is accompanied by putting in place whatever the expense, the social supports, and make that, make that policy something that's possible and something can be, that can be implemented. Have you had any response to the letter at this point? Uh, there, there's been no formal response from either the Premier or the Prime Minister, but I imagine they have their hands full right now. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, Will, I know it's a busy time for you, and uh, I hope things are okay when you return to work tomorrow. We'll keep covering this uh, and see what happens next. Thank you so much for your time. Great. Thank you very much.